ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time once again, boys and girls. We hope that Crypto Santa's been good to all the citizens of Bad Cryptopia. And we've got a special gift episode for you today. When in Luxembourg at the GVS Summit last month, I had the opportunity, me, Joel Claus, to sit down for a conversation with legendary actor Billy Zane. Not only is Billy an accomplished actor, but he's also <laughs> a savvy businessman and a painter. Oh, and he gets crypto. We talked a little about all of these topics, and we think you're really going to enjoy it. And back for a third time, not by popular demand, we'll bring you our original 12 Days of Cryptomist song. <laughs> it's cringeworthy, but we like it. So pour some eggnog, snuggle up with some loved ones around the podcast player, and get ready for a very Billy Zane Christmas special edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to a special Christmas Eve episode. Was trying to figure out where to put this interview, and it's just our gift to you, a little Billy Zane. You know, actually, I I did some research last night. I was watching, doing some stuff about Santa Claus, and Santa Claus is because he came he comes from the north, right? Like whenever they they originated Santa Claus, Santa Claus is actually the uh, originated because of the red and white mushroom. Much like the one you see on Super Mario World, uh, it has its own special name. But that that was the mushroom that inspired Santa Claus because those mushrooms grow under like Christmas trees, pine trees out in the, out in nature. Those little those red and white ones, and so those are gifts. And then if you eat those, then you go on a crazy trip and think up of, like Santa Claus and flying reindeer. And you get taller, and no, you don't. That's not true. One mushroom makes you smaller, and one mushroom makes you tall, and one mushroom makes you play Upland, who's our new sponsor, a location-based property trading game. Go ask Travis, and he'll tell you more. Tell you more about Upland. It is a location-based property trading game paired with decentralized economy. It's really interesting. You can buy, trade, sell, and soon you'll be able to develop virtual properties that are based on real-world addresses. And blockchain technology ensures that you own that particular property, which is interesting because you'll own it in the virtual world, but not in the real world. But it's interesting because people can come by and you you get to earn cryptos for the longer that you hold it and people coming by. And there'll be there's different ways that, that you can earn the UPX token uh, as a reward for your ownership and completing different missions in the game. Soon there'll be treasure hunts in there. There's already some collection type stuff. So you can you see X- showing up on somebody's front door that you have their property and you're like, look at my phone. I own you, bitch. <laughs> I own you. Give me and they're the- like, get off my lawn. I'll be like, you can buy it for 300,000 upics. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's going to uh, establish an open economy where various stakeholders can interact and transact with each other. They're going to be opening up New York soon and some other cities around the world. There's going to maybe even be some opportunities for uh, evangelists in other cities. So could be some opportunity. Go check it out. It's upland.me really early. It's still, I, I think it's, it's alpha. It's not even really in beta state, but it's, 
they're going to be adding some new functionalities to it. So I would say check it out. It's kind of a fun thing to play around with this Christmas holiday. And there you go. Speaking of a fun thing to play around with, here's our interview with Mr. Billy Zane. I'm at the GV Summit in Luxembourg. <laughs> well, where am I? The Global Ventures Summit, the GVS Summit. So I'm being corrected. I'm being directed by a world-famous actor. And I'm with uh, Billy Zane, who needs no introduction at all. He's been in like 120 film and TV episodes. And, of course, from Titanic. He's really a nice guy, though. I don't get the feeling that he wants to throw me overboard. Uh, but you probably get more comments on your appearance in Zoolander than just about anything, right? You're right about that. Yeah, getting more love for... Playing yourself for five minutes and 35 years of character work is curious at best. I should have started there and just stayed. Well, you got you were very fortunate because you came out of school and back to the future. Boom. That that is true. It was baptism by fire, I guess. It was like being discovered at Schwab's in the 30s or something. Uh, we have something in common. We're both Chicago natives. There you go. Where? What part of town? So I'm from Northbrook. So I went to John Hughes School, right? So the Breakfast Club was essentially my school. Geek, Soch, Jock. What you got? Me? Geek. Still geek. Always geek. Computer geek. I had my first computer when I was 16 years old. I think I got just a couple of years on you if my research is right. Is that an Atari uh, 800, 600? That would have been, previous to that, a TRS-80 Model 1 with 4K of RAM and a 300 baud modem. DOS? DOS all the way. And and no floppy drive or hard drive. No, no, no. The OGs, we did it with a cassette player. Oh, yes. So what was your first computer? Um, I was an Atari kid, but I worked on those uh, at school. Or I sat next to the kid who worked on those at school and had him do my homework. Of course he did. Somehow we managed to make it through school just the same. I uh, tell no one. Right. So here we are at the Global Venture Summit, GVS Summit. Let's get it right. And you're involved in tech projects and you're involved in investing. And you've got a couple organizations you're working with. One of them is Pork Park Pine, not Porcupine. That would be weird. I feel I'm feeling the prickles. Pork Pine and GV. Yes. Uh, Park Pine Capital um, and Global Ventures Summit. Uh, the summit is a a subsidiary of uh, of Park Pine. These were both founded by Ahmed Shabana, my partner. Um, Global Ventures Summit brings Silicon Valley investors to emerging markets um, and some already established markets and levels the playing field um, for startups, post-revenue startups, um, which really appealed to me. I like the idea of providing that access um, uh, uh, because it was it's curiously synonymous with something I found that I was um, leveraging um, that uh, celebrity affords, which is curious access to heads of state and captains of industry. So the question I asked was, what's the best application of that? Um, I found was, you know, pushing win-win solutions and white paper at the UN around renewables. And then that uh, scaled into... Uh, a business model. Um, I founded a company in partnership with the uh, Office of Technology Transfer at Caltech to kind of, uh, be a forward-facing commercializing engine for some of their IP. 
um, and uh, that's for uh, late stage pre-market uh, technologies, uh, adding a design element from institutions like Art Center Pasadena, and then with a Hollywood storytelling wraparound from my wheelhouse, um, kind of making product a little more market ready. Um, and uh, Ahmed was uh, launching something for kind of a phase two in his own right, which was uh, uh, Park Pine Capital and, and the GVS Summit, and asked me to, uh, he actually kind of pitched me on my model about the power of storytelling in the narrative in the mix, and I hadn't heard that from anyone. It sounded like he pulled that from my playbook, and then when he invited me to join his venture, it seemed like a, a, a really logical compliment. So I did, and we ended up um, throwing a GVS summit in uh, Mexico City and Jakarta, and uh, we've had one of them in Bali. Um, I think we're going to do Greece next, which is really exciting. And it's, it's just really, it's quite thrilling, the hackathon that goes down. We're working with private and public partnerships. We're working with local governments. We had the finance minister from um, Luxembourg open the, the summit this morning, and the caliber of the startups on the floor uh, were uh, incredible. Um, you know, one of the things that really turned me on was the idea of identifying, um, maybe taking the concept of a hackathon and maybe perhaps identifying a pain point of the host country and utilizing the incredible talent in the room that um, is often underused at such summits. There's a lot of personal um advancement and priority in the space everyone's trying to get their 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 startup funded or or build an enhancement or look to network and that's great but if you if you collectively if you, if you look at the sum of all these parts the the ability to to solve you know the the some of perhaps even some of the deepest problems or more existential ones let alone practical with win-win solutions i believe is 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 possible so I'm really, I, one of the things, one of my takeaways today was actually wanting to do that at, and uh, perhaps more regularly, let alone at the next summit, which is to, uh, to demonstrate this exercise, separate the course from the fine and, and identify a particular pain point and have the room try to actually solve it, perhaps even build a business model around it, monetize it, and put it, put it in motion. And package it. And package the damn thing. Uh, it's a great use case. It's a great experience. So, you know, what's interesting is you're not only a talented actor, but you, you've got a solid build. You probably did some athletics. You're smart. So which were you in high school? I was all of them at some point. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Maybe not including the Molly Ringwald character, which was a soch, but I probably had her Rolodex. Yeah, well, and I think the older we get, the more involved we get in tech, the more geeky we actually become because of the opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, I live in Pasadena and I'm working closely with, uh, you know, some of the smartest people in the world. And I'm humbled every day. And I had lived in Hollywood for years. And it's really refreshing to have the conversation over the hedge be about, you know, someone's deep space telescope that went, you know, sideways or um, the, the, the idea of, of uh, I th well, it's, it's curious because they, they all geek out on movies anyway, right? Like Back to the Future or something like that. So you bring something to the, to the party 
but it's that it is that marriage of art and science where I think some magic happens. It's a you know you match the, a really effective delivery system with um, you know foundation foundational solution. I think you can make some real you know make some waves and some traction. The thing that really turns me on is you know focusing on again some of the more existential crises facing us, um, whereby uh, we can build a bridge between fiscal prudence and uh, and sustainability and. Um, uh, impact investing, uh, and again, win-wins. You just set me up with a great segue. So how do you feel that blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to fit into that whole mix? I think democratizing uh, a variety of sectors with uh, fractional ownership is is the, a great wave of the future. I think it will rapidly um, liberate companies, products, and services while redistributing wealth and bridging that, you know, chasm and divide while providing that intangible sense of ownership and pride for the masses who've had their face pressed against the glass of tech, you know, wondering how the hell do I get in that or anything or, you know, the real estate market for that matter. Do you see uh, in Hollywood, right, there's there's smaller uh, production companies that are attempting to tokenize performance art, right? So that it is the people that are owning a piece of the work that's being produced. Have you run across that in your circles at all? I have. Um, and not just in the independent space. I mean, it's being explored uh, with larger budget films as well. Um, and rightfully so. I think, you know, crowdfunding is really exciting, but the idea of like, you know, a t-shirt and a ticket to the premiere just doesn't cut it anymore. You're an investor. You should see some upside, you know. It's totally, it's completely logical. So you're, uh, you're all in on Bitcoin and crypto. You understand the full value of where this is going. I would say the, I see the full value of where it's going. The term all in it carries a lot of implications that I... Cannot. Are you Satoshi Nakamoto? I beg your pardon. How did you know? <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny. All righty. Well, last question for you, and then you can rest your voice and probably go to bed because it's been a very long day. This help. Yeah, right. Um, what are you working on artistically right now that you can share? Curiously, I have a, another life outside of movies and uh, tech and investment is... Um, I'm a I'm a painter. I started in '97 on the set of Titanic because it was a practical use of a lot of downtime, and started as an abstract expressionist and action painting, kind of large format on the ground, kind of mid-century in feel, and just did it for myself. I just wanted large original works in the space I had, and not pay a fortune for them, and stuff I rather enjoyed. And I liked the creation of it. They, they were extensions of I think my acting because they, they were improvisations and filled with beautiful accidents and I didn't bring uh, materials with me I would I would I would deal with what is like you do in acting or I do in acting you don't come preloaded and um, so I would use a lot of industrial materials I would find in weird remote locations like hardware stores or marine supply or garden centers and look for the recycled paint that was bound for the tip or the dumpster and then used what was there oh these are my colors so oh, this is what we have 
and and this exercise was just something that kept promoting creativity and resourcefulness and acceptance and uh, a form of surrender while creating something new anyway that just was something i was doing for myself i suddenly had a show some years later not by my own design and it, it, it was received well as authentic which is all you can ask for i guess as an artist and i just kept doing it and had since shown in uh art basel and in budapest and in london and uh la and i'm opening uh the art fair in thessaloniki greece tomorrow uh, so i installed the show before i came here did global venture summit i'm flying back in the morning and i'm the whatever honorary artist of the thessaloniki art fair which ain't nothing because the they've got some really amazing works there by artists living and dead and then i go to uh cairo never been for the uh cairo film festival where they're also throwing it's my week of honorariums Next week, trust me, I'll be doing laundry and at the drive-thru. It, week, you're on bad crypto. Week, this it, week, it's just like, you know, it's like, come on, get it, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a ridiculous week. Yeah, but to be on the bad crypto podcast is the greatest honor of all. I hope you realize that. I, I did I not? I was saving the best for last. Yes. So there's that. And uh, movie-wise, back to the day job, I'm um, producing and uh, starring in a, a really interesting film, based on the memoirs of an architect uh, named Bernard Judge, whom Marlon Brando hired in 1969 to design his closed-loop sustainable zero-carbon footprint compound in Tahiti. Leave it to Brando to think about, you know, ecology on the same level he considered the equanimity of um, civil rights and indigenous rights. And uh, it's, it's, it's a fascinating and funny uh, book. And rather than a cradle-to-grave uh, biopic, which I'm never a fan of those, those movies anyway, I end up kind of disliking the subject. This is like a, a five-year slice of a fairly dynamic and happy period in his life. I'm playing Marlon, and uh, it's a really cool and funny, uh, neat movie about this very unique friendship trying to do the unimaginable, which is, you know actually build the then unbuildable do you have to go on location at tahiti for shoot this no we're going to fiji <laughs> fiji's good all right so you don't you don't have to say yes but i would love to hear a brando if you can give me oh, a slide no, no, no. that's the whole thing is it's not it's never been an impression i really kind of approach this from inside out and the i like it's weird the timing hit the intention of what he was building was oddly paralleled with the kind of ethos of what the convergence lab uh, was which was you know to build an, an institute where great ideas can flourish and great minds can gather to solve some of the biggest problems of our day literally it's it was like the intention was paralleled so i'm not really messing with it it's one of those kind of kismet i mean people always said you know whatever you, there was a Brando thing in comparison of sorts for either whatever, genetics or influence. If, if you're not going to do it, I will. There may come a day when I shall call upon you for a favor. <laughs> it, dude, I only do one good impression, and that's myself. I used to do like, I used to do Jimmy Stewart singing Johnny Mathers. That was fun. You got to mash them up. One's not enough today. 
You got to do two. There you go. You have it right there. Billy Zane working on some cool stuff. What the, if we're going to send people to one website for you, which would it be? BillyZaneArt.com is logical this week uh, to see some paintings. Instagram's at Billy Zane. If you want to see the madcap, you know, travel adventures that seem too good to be true to, uh, this week anyway, including a lunch I had at a, see, it was like a haberdashery. There's a restaurant here called Taylor's Concept, which looks like Kingsmen on acid. It was literally a, 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 a tailor shop where you can get like a, a, a fabulous shirt made, but it was a gastronomic uh, kind of Italian gourmet restaurant, which was kind of off the charts. It was mental. Looked up best restaurants in Luxembourg for lunch, and they threw down this really cool experience. So check them out. When you left, did you feel haberdashed? I felt well haberdashed. (laughs) Billy Zane, thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. What a pleasure. Billy's a super nice guy, Travis. And for those of you that want to see the video version of that, it's in the Bad Crypto Mastermind on Facebook. Just uploaded it for you. Uh, It's at badco.in forward slash mastermind. And that's where our community gathers to discuss things, blockchain, Bitcoin, crypto, and and bad nonsense. And if you wonder where I was during that interview, uh, I was probably in Iceland. You were in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. It's I nice was in land. Luxembourg. You were in Iceland. Iceland and is a nice land. I like it. You know, no matter where you are in the world, though, odds are you can use eToro. You know, Europe's got it. America's got it. I know. I think Australia's got it. I think Canada has it. Don't quote me on that, but check it out. They are our sponsor, and they have over 12 million. How many is it? 12. 12. 12 rubber baby buggy bumpers, 12 million traders around the world, and they're now officially in the U.S. You can use their cool copy trading functionality. So it's like, you know, you got these people on there that are public with their trades, and you could look at their trades, and you could see their percentage win or loss. And with the copy trading feature, you simply say, ah, this cat over here has had a 45% gain over the last 60 days. I'm just going to take a chunk of my money and put it into copy what he's doing basically so if he sells you sell if he buys you buy pretty cool feature it's only available in eToro and also we are the only place in the world that you can get bitcoin for opening up a new eToro account in the United States funding that account with $50 with dirty fiat money and then opening a position in any crypto go to badco.in forward slash eToro to find out how and now, Travis, shall we uh, shall we sign off with our special signature Christmas song? Back by unpopular demand. <laughs> Nobody asked for it. No one cares to hear this, but it's fun. It's clever. We actually released this in December of 2017. We've done a couple of, of our own original songs that are parodies. This one right here is uh, a, the parody of the 12 Days of Christmas. It's 12 days of Cryptomas. Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates it. And even those of you who don't, we wish you a a very lovely day with family, with friends. May there be much eggnog and turkey or whatever it is you eat and good cheer. Mm -hmm. Stay bad. (laughs) 
On the first day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the second day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me two Lamborghinis and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the third day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me three Doge coins, two Lamborghinis and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the fourth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me four Bitcoin forks, three Doge coins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the fifth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Doge coins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the sixth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me six hodlers hodling by by CEOs. Four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the seventh day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me seven offline wallets, six hodlers hodling by by CEOs. Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the eighth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me eight Epic Ethers, seven offline wallets, six dollars handling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the ninth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me nine altcoins pumping, eight epic ether, seven offline wallets, six others hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the tenth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me ten crypto kitties, nine altcoins pumping, eight epic ether, seven offline wallets, six others hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the eleventh day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me eleven litecoins, making ten crypto kitties, nine altcoins, pumping eight epic ether, seven offline wallets, six toddlers hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two Lamborghinis, and a bad coin and a Satoshi. On the twelfth day of crypto, Miss Bad Crypto gave to me twelve broken blockchains, eleven litecoins, leaping ten crypto kitties, nine altcoins, pumping eight epic ether, seven offline wallets, six hodlers hodling, five ICOs, four Bitcoin forks, three Dogecoins, two 